I have six grandchildren, and I'm crazy about them. And I speak to them every single day. Not a joke. This is The Middle with Anthony Weiner. Unplugged. Welcome to episode 38 of The Middle Unplugged, a break in the middle of the week when we reclaim the microphone from the far left and the far right and try to carve out some time for a less shrill and less extreme and generally less angry conversation. Perhaps the part of the newspaper that I read the least, not that I, like so many others, now that we've transitioned away from physical copy, the part of the paper that I read the least nowadays is the opinion page. And no op-ed page. Is that even what it's called anymore? Is, Is it even still opposite the editorial page? By the way, for years, I thought it meant views opposite the editorial page, but now I'm digressing already. One of the reasons I don't read it anymore is that the characters are so tired and predictable, I sort of already know what they're going to say. In this vein, I dislike New York Times columnist Maureen Dowd. I have been criticized for saying on this podcast, go look it up at moments like this, but go look up Maureen Dowd sucks and you'll see plenty of reasons. But I did read her column on on July 8th. It's called It's Seven Grandkids, Mr. President. I'm not sure why. It may have been that I suspected correctly that with a headline like that, there might be a Hunter Biden connection. And you know by now the close attention that I give all things Hunter. But to be precise... There was a whole swath of things Hunter Biden that I don't follow very closely. These are the things far from the stories about his possible corruption or name trading and so on. Stories uh, about his art, his binges, and until now, his paternity suits. I really didn't follow that closely. Every so often, I will glance at the direction of these stories just to confirm they have nothing to do with anything more than just gawking at a guy who is strung out. But this is the New York Times, so when I saw the Dowd headline and the president, I wanted to check to make sure nothing of relevance about the Hunter story hadn't eluded me. First, as I said, I still hate Maureen Dowd. She uses the trite columnist tool of using her sister as the motivation for this column. Her sister, who's a Republican who loves Joe Biden. Her column is mostly words that that Maureen ascribes to her sister for whatever that's worth. By the way, beware opinion writers who quote the cab driver or their hairstylist or the doorman when making a point. But once my eyes were done rolling to the back of my head about this device, I found myself angry at Joe Biden for what I learned. For one thing, I learned that in some of those stories about Hunter Biden that I had been ignoring, Hunter had a daughter that was the result of a binge-influenced affair with a woman he claimed in 2012 in his memoir, sorry, in 2021, in his memoir that he, quote, had no recollection of. He says in that memoir, quote, that's how little connection I had with anyone. I was a mess, but a mess I've taken responsibility for. He also called his women that, that he connected with on these, quote, rampages as, quote, hardly the dating type. Now, I bought this book when it came out. Actually, I bought the audiobook. And part of my very excellent research for this podcast, maybe it was, but really it was just out of my desire to hear about others' paths to recovery. It, it was a hard listen. It was a hard read. I've, I miss these re- references to these women in his life during this addictive, active addiction. Reading them now gives me pause. He owes these women an amends in my view. But at least they deserve more respect in the telling of his low bottom to not be described dismissively. But the Dowd op-ed was not really about Hunter, and that isn't really the part that stuck with me. The Hunter part ends with that he has a daughter. That daughter's existence was proven by a court-ordered DNA test and the eventual acknowledgement by Hunter. This isn't new. I learned, frankly, only recently. This isn't new. It happened in 2019, or at least the part I care about the part that is about President Biden. At the moment, the paternity of this child was a fact. 
was the moment President Biden should have acknowledged that he had a seventh grandkid. As a matter of fact, as a simple matter of fact, he knows that to say otherwise is not true. To be clear, I don't see his responsibility going beyond that. There is too much I don't know to pass judgment here on whether he should have included Christmas stockings in the White House that didn't include this child when they publicized the ones that they did hang for their other grandkids. I think there's a good argument for not engaging in the bad faith posturing that on this and so many of of the events that, that Joe Biden is involved in, so many of his opponents simply are not engaged in good faith conversations about this. And what Hunter has done or not done and how we want to look at it is not really my concern here, I say again. But it is simply not true that he has six grandkids. He has seven. Imagine a counterfactual. Imagine if Donald Trump had one day said on the stump or anywhere else that he'd only been married twice. Is there any doubt that the left and people like me would say that's outrageous? There are people here with bad motivations. Everything about Hunter falls under that headline. But that does not matter to this one thing. The president is lying about a fact that I believe matters. Now, there's a world where the president or any public figure chooses not to make his family or more specifically his intense grandfatherliness part of his identity. I don't discuss my family and I'm trying to protect them from the limelight politician might say, or how I interact with my family is for me and not for you. But once it becomes a talking point in this very specific way, I have a specific number of grandchildren and here are their names, and one is excluded, then that is a fib. That's a lie. Rather than downplay his family, he leans into it. On a proclamation issued on Father's Day, Mr. Biden said that his father had, quote, taught me that above all, family is the beginning, middle, and end a lesson I have passed down to my children and grandchildren. And then he added, and this is the president's words, family is my life's greatest blessing and responsibility. This family values thing is surely heartfelt, but it is also a brand and a contrast with his predecessor, Donald Trump. I can imagine all the reasons why he may want not to say seven. It may start a conversation. It may shine light on Hunter in an awkward way. It It actually made some legal sense maybe before paternity was established not to refer to the seventh grandchild. But now, the cut you heard at the top was from April 27, 2023, less than two months ago. To reiterate, President Biden became aware of his granddaughter in 2019. Maureen Dowd and her maybe imaginary sister go further being concerned for the impact of this public dissing on the little girl. She also does something, by the way, in that story that the rest of the newspaper didn't do, which is identify the little girl by name. Team Dowd frets for the impact of this lie on the child. The girl knows that the president is her grandfather, yet hears him deny it. That's a reasonable position, but one that assumes too much about what is good or bad for a stranger's child. Unlike the Dowds, I don't claim to know what's best for this girl. But I do know that telling the truth is always a good idea when you are president of the United States. And we'll be right back with Ask Anthony. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. It doesn't take much to get Jesse Waters squealing like a pig over things, and squeal he did, but he wasn't alone about this issue. Take a listen to this week's Ask Anthony. New York City's making this ridiculous move to ban coal-fired pizza ovens. Why? Because they say they're causing global warming. So Ask Anthony is the segment where we used to just take 
listener mail. And then we started to talk back to sometimes hosts on the station. Sometimes we just used it as an opportunity to speak to other politicians who might have said things that we thought needed responding to. But that tape that I can't, that we just played of Jesse Walker's on Fox News also mirrors something else that we, we got in the mail. That clip was about the story of pizza ovens being put out of business by global climate change activists in New York City. The Post, the uh, Fox News was not alone. In fact, the Post practically lost their mind about it. They put it on the front page and leaned into it really hard. There was the Daily Mail, the Daily Beast, the Daily Beastly Mail. That's one I made up, but pretty good name. There was the Blaze, the National Review, just everybody. Mostly right, but a couple of left got in. Of course, Elon Musk got involved because it's his will. And there was even some dude, you can look this up, throwing slices of pizza at City Hall. And I'm going to pause on that. If you haven't seen it, you really don't need to look it up. You can imagine how awkward it is to throw a slice of pizza. But it was all good fun around here. And I had basically decided to ignore it, except maybe make a passing reference on, on my radio show. And then I got an email that was very suspicious. You can write me, by the way, at wienerwabc at gmail.com or at Rep Wiener or Anthony D. Wiener Facebook page. It was all good fun, this issue, until Giovanni in Throg's Neck wrote about it. Okay, now I have been warned that I should stop giving people's last names when we do listener mail, but Giovanni had a a last name that sounds suspiciously, the whole thing sounds suspiciously made up. A guy named Giovanni writing about pizza from Throg's Neck. Anyway, it's a suspicious sounding name, but here I am, I'm dragged into this silliness. And so how do I do this as economically as possible? This question about the... Elimination of coal and wood-fired pizza ovens in New York City. Well, let's get to it. Let me just start with that. Nothing in the regulation or in the law refers to reducing the impact of climate change. We're not trying to do it one slice of pizza at a time. People live near wood and coal-fired ovens, and it lives soot in the air, and soot is bad to live near. (laughs) That's pretty much the summary. Um, The stuff that comes out when you burn coal and when you burn wood is very different than when you burn gas. So the city council in 2015, getting complaints about people who live near these wood-burning and coal-burning ovens, said that any new ovens have to have filters in their chimneys to catch the soot. And last month, the city proposed rules to what to do for those built before 2016, before this law went into effect, and basically required the same thing. Nobody's banning anything. No one is ruining anything. This isn't an oven fix. It's a filtration fix. When people are like, oh, it's going to make the pizza taste different. No, it's the, it's the smoke is already, is already going up the chimney. It impacts about, they say, under 100 of the 1,300 pizzerias in the city. Imagine that 1,300 pizzerias in one city. That's got to be a record. And it's similar to the rules that have been passed for pizzerias in, wait for it, Naples, Italy, the homeland of pizza. Look, it's summertime. There are so many imaginary Hunter Biden witnesses you can chase, and all the good books have been already banned by somebody, and all the good trans outrages have kind of run their course. We've already stopped drinking Bud Light and whatever woke things we are going to be doing. So by all means, keep this up, and um, and, we'll, and we'll figure out some way to make banning of pizza a global cabal that Fox News and the New York Post and everyone else needs to figure out a way to crack down on. But I want to thank you for joining in this brief podcast. We're making them a little shorter in the summertime. We'll be back uh, as we are every Wednesday with a new edition of The Middle Unplugged. In between editions of The Middle Unplugged, there's the original show, The The Middle, which is on from 2 to 3 on 77 WABC. It is a, uh, we take live calls there, but it's also available as a podcast in the same place you got this podcast. If you like either one of them, either this or that, feel free to 
subscribe. Also leave a, a like and any kind of comment that you might want. I want to remind you again of the different ways to reach out to me. At Rep Wiener is on Twitter. I don't have a threads thing. I'm efforting it. I don't have Instagram, so I'm not really sure if this is going to work out for me. Um, but I'm, I'm hip to it if you are. Uh, Anthony D. Wiener at um, Facebook and uh, wienerwabc at gmail.com. I want to thank our sound designer and producer, Eric Salas, for helping out with this episode. Look forward to connecting with you again next week. And this marks the end of The Middle Unplugged. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.